Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It's time for the most well-known sports radio icon in St. Louis. The show that begs you to answer the question, can I ever be this good? It's time for the Charlie Tuna Show. Presented by Ameren, Illinois on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Good evening and welcome to the Charlie Tuna Show on a cold, cold Monday. I usually get up early. This morning, I got up kind of late, which was 7 o'clock. Didn't go outside till about 10, and I didn't know it snowed. Yeah, just, <laughs> really? just, the, just the light dusting. Yeah. I knew about 6.30 yesterday last night at 6.30. I walked. I took my well, dog out, and I was like, is it ice? What's going on? Oh, there was well, ice. Was ice I was up in New Melee, Missouri, to a winery yesterday. When I came outside, ice all over the and I didn't know it was going to be that bad. It was bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's going on, Cole? Not much, man. Excited to be here. Good. Joe Davis, Dr. Joseph. Yes, sir. And, of course, you, Matt Berger. Always thrilled to be here. We're going to have an unusual show tonight, sort of. Professor Sam Freeman, Joe, we're working on him from Columbia University. Oh, he's always excellent. For next week, because we're going to talk to him about policing in America. Uh, of sure. course, Kip Weber will be with us uh, momentarily. Scott Rosenblum, one of the top criminal attorneys in the country, will be here to talk about the Tyree Nichols saga, the murder, we should say. I got a chance to talk to... And kidnapping. I got a chance to talk to several ex... They were all black police officers 
They said this was a complete, complete embarrassment to the black community. It was every one of them uh, said the same thing: black on black crime. I disagree with. It. I, that's it's that's what I don't like about it. That's what the media is trying to spin it as. They're going to spin big time. Big time. Let's be the black community. It doesn't matter what color you are. When you're a police officer, if you're wearing that uniform, we we don't trust you. We treat you the same. You're still a cop. Exactly. We talked about that last. A- time. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't want people to paint that black on black crime. No. This was police brutality. I said that to no and, get them going. Yeah. <laughs> the, the blue lives matter people are mighty quiet. I haven't I heard it one time quiet. blue lives matter. Oh, yeah. Not once. Blue lives matter. I haven't heard it once. Not once. I haven't either. But I did hear, they said, well, wait a minute. They came down with an indictment right away. Okay. Quickness. Some of those white cops are taking about a month. And then I actually heard someone say, well, where are all the riots? And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry there aren't riots. Yeah, the and the reason run? why there aren't any is because... They didn't drag their feet in indicting the cops. They've right, been indicted. Right away, yeah. Boom, right away. So if anyone out there has a question, you can call in. Okay, I know you. But we're going to have questions for and Scott. I mean, um, Cole, I know I was going to text you today. I want you to be yourself. Any questions you have for them regarding this, whatever it is, you can go ahead and do it. I don't know what I would ask. I'll have to come up with it over the next hour before we have him on. But I'm I'm not leaving this room. I'll tell you that. I'll at least be listening. <laughs> In other words, I ain't saying nothing. Hey. <laughs> I ain't saying nothing. I ain't saying You're finally learning. I, I, was this subject talked about on this station at all today? No. <laughs> I didn't hear it. It was on other sports shows around the country. Talk shows. They at least I'm mentioned just, it when they when they brought up Memphis. We talked about it on a break. because the Grizzlies had like their first. <laughs> the Grizzlies had their, had a home game over the weekend, and Stephen they talked Smith about that. Talked about it at length today. Yeah, yeah. Be, I think because of that, mm-hmm. we talked about it at length. And we air Grizzlies games on this station. We do. So uh, that's not over. It's gonna keep going. That's true. So, folks, uh, we'll be joined by Skip Weber in a couple minutes, and don't forget Scott Rosenblum. If you want to hear our take on the Tyree Nichols incident, you will hear it first and foremost. And if you have a comment about it, you can do that also, or you can text Texas on our text line if you like. We don't get texts at night. People don't text at night. Daytimes they do. one eight five five. Wait a minute. Text line is one eight five five two eight two eight two five five. We'll talk about anything. And Joe brings up a good point. They're gonna portray it as black on black crime. And Joe disagrees with that. He don't like to use that word. And I understand. It's not a real thing. You commit crimes around the people you're around. Who's they? Do you feel the same way about... (laughs) I've heard some people feel the same way about uh, hate crimes. They don't like the word hate crime. They're like, if I I hate you, I'm going to commit the crime. Yeah, I don't get that. Yeah, just like, that shouldn't matter. Yeah, that's a weird term. Let's do it. It's time for the Weber Report, brought to you by Weber Chevrolet and WeberChevrolet.com. Now, here's Skip Weber. Hello, Skip Weber on this cold Monday evening. It is cold out. Man, I know it was colder than this a few weeks ago, but just the wet makes it feel horrible out there. It's cold out. Your Baylor Bears play, I think, number 11, Texas. Number No, number 11, Baylor plays Texas tonight. How do you see this yes. game? hard game it's a hard game you know um, both teams just coming off of the uh, big 12 southeast conference challenge um, baylor won theirs against arkansas texas lost theirs against tennessee tennessee's tougher t- test than texas um than, than, than arkansas but still you know that's a that's a fun challenge and so you know it's it's going to be 
um, a dogfight in Austin. These two teams don't like each other, haven't ever. But uh, I think Texas has been better this year, but they got some coaching issues right now. They're in a little bit of disarray. So we'll see. I, of course, I'm. You know who I'm rooting for hard. But that's. You know, I don't. I don't think Texas is is better than Kansas, and Baylor just just beat Kansas. But but that was in Waco. So we'll just have to see. Do you think uh, the local teams have a chance to make the tournament? I'm talking about SLU, Mizzou, and Illinois. Uh, I can promise you that Mizzou and Illinois will be in the tournament, and I believe SLU will. Mm-hmm. Mizzou and Illinois are definitely going to be in the tournament. They're 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 in the middle or better in their in their Power Five conferences that that are respected. Um, they're ranked. They're they're both in the top thirty. I put that probably by the time the um, tournament rolls around, they'll both be in the top twenty-five. Mizzou, I think Mizzou should be there now. To be quite honest with you, after beating Iowa State, yeah, the Iowa State uh, was number twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and Mizzou here, the Big Twelve took seven of the ten games, which I don't necessarily ever say that that makes that conference better it's usually um this challenge is a uh usually the home team wins in it if you look at it over the years and then occasionally there'll be a a um a team that that can break serve so to speak and and kansas beat kentucky and and texas tech beat lsu and everybody else the home team won but mizzou it was only one of three southeast conference teams that won it won their game against a very good Iowa State team and um they I think I think they can hang with anybody. They don't win the games. I think they've been blown out once, but um they're they're a better team than than where they're ranked right now. Uh they play good defense. They do not turn the ball over and when they are being accurate with their shooting, well you can say it about anybody, but but they have a tendency to be accurate shots when they're when they get the shot open and um, when that happens they can beat anybody honestly skip um i know you going back to what you said about baylor in texas i know you're a proud baylor alum what is the strongest um rivalry between all those texas schools is it texas baylor texas texas a&m texas and smu what, what's well, the strongest or the was, first the fiercest texas texas it was Texas, Texas A&M for the longest time, and mm-hmm. Texas A&M went to the Southeast Conference, so that kind of went away, and uh, that will be renewed when Texas leaves mm-hmm. and goes to the Southeast Conference then, too. It'll be renewed big time. Um, Texas, when Baylor is playing well, Texas hates it because Texas is is one of the one or two largest schools in the country, mm-hmm. 50,000, 55,000 undergrad, Baylor's 10, 10 to 12,000. And they just don't think they're they're a hundred they're less than a hundred miles apart. Um, they just don't think they should they should compete. And in the last ten years, in the major sports, Baylor has been better, and Texas hates that. So, um, but I'm not. I mean, the Texas Texas Tech is a rivalry. Texas TCU, really, the state school Texas is kind of everybody's biggest rivalry. I can't really speak for who they dislike the most. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I know that they do not like to see the small. I mean, in TCU, the same way. TCU is like 200 miles from Texas, straight up 35. 
and um, and TCU, little little private school that uh, beats the big state school in any sport. When that happens, they hate it. Skip, so, uh, Skip, we just saw Houston lose recently. So, who do you think is the best team in college basketball at this point? I want to go back and still say that it's Purdue, and I've said that all along. I think Purdue is very, very strong. They've lost uh, what one, one or two games, but they play in a very tough conference. They've had some great wins, and um, they play a, a, a good game. So I would put them at number one. The thing about the great thing about basketball is uh, in co- college basketball is there's really like six or eight teams that I would be comfortable with anybody telling me that they were number one or, you know, might not be six or eight, but at least five, four or five, sometimes as many as six or eight because they can beat each other. You know, I mean, Kansas is really good, you know, and Kansas lost three in a row. And that just goes to show you how tough the Big 12 is this year. You know, and then they went to Kentucky and really kind of handled them pretty well. But Kentucky's way down, you know, this year. So I, if you made me pick a number one, of course I'm going to root for my team at Baylor. They are not as good as they were when they won it all. And maybe they improved just a little bit and get somebody on the inside to score. But uh, I would say if you made me pick somebody that I'd had to hang my hat on and, and ride him, uh, um, you know, for high stakes, I would take Purdue. You know, I've been watching in the past few weeks the Purdue Ballermakers. They're not athletic, but they're big and methodical. What's the big center's name? Eddie? Zach Eddie? Eddie. Mm-hmm. Eddie. What's he, about seven foot four, 288 mm-hmm. pounds? Yeah. And, and, All he does and is turn Charlie, around. They're athletic. They're athletic for their size. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're good athletes. They're not, I, I, you're, you're right, they're methodical, but they have, I mean, they, they can move up and down the court, and they, they, um, they play very good defense, even against faster teams or smaller teams. I think it's not like Gonzaga that that has some some big guys that that you you say and, and they're not and they're not athletic and, and you're right because they play in a in a weak conference. I mean they really they're they're guys who who uh, who have played at the highest level all their life and and they and they work together. I mean I th- I, I think they're a really good team. I think they're very good, but go go ahead, yeah, go Skip. Uh, I was looking at some uh, brachiology today, and it had um, Oklahoma as one of the last four teams in, and they're twelve and nine. So, do you think the Big Twelve, top to bottom, is more competitive and better than the Big Ten? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I mean, uh, you know, Oklahoma is at toward the bottom of the Big Twelve. I do think they're going to get in. I don't think the Big 12 will get eight teams in, but they'll definitely get seven. Um, and something could happen in the, for the rest of this half of this season and then into the tournament where maybe somebody does sneak in. But you've got uh, Texas Tech is winless in the Big 12 and went into LSU and won. Now, LSU is not that great, but still, in that challenge, like I said, the, the, the home team usually wins in that Big 12, middle of the season Big 12 SEC challenge. It's five and five, so many years. Last year, I think it was six and four SEC, and I really do think that the Big 12 was stronger. But just what whoever broke serve, like I said in the matchup. But I mean, Texas Tech's winless, and they won, and they won their game on an, on the road. They're a tough team. All their their games have been have been really low scoring. I mean, real low margin. Oklahoma, same way, low margin, but has lost a lot of those games. 
Did they beat the tar out of Alabama? I mean, Alabama is what was number four in the country, and they got smacked in 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 uh, in Norman. Now, once again, it's one game, but um, that's just. I think it, it just goes to show that it's a tough, tough league. That that there's so much parity, and, and they're beating each other up. I think that the Big Ten has got some really good people on the top. Um, I think some of the historical Big Ten schools like Michigan State, a couple others, are not that good this year. Um, so I, I would say the best conference in, in basketball is the, is the Big 12. Uh, did you guys have uh, Palm on today? Joe Lenardi. Joe Lenardi. And he says he thought the Big Ten would get nine teams in the tournament. Yeah, he did. Nine teams, wow. Skip. That's a lot for the Big Ten. Well, that team. might be right, but how many do they have? Six, they have 16 teams, right? Mm-hmm. right. They make it nine. Right. Mm-hmm. He did yeah, say that, so, he did so say so the conference was top-heavy. Yeah, would would you rather have would if you if you're judging the strength of the conference, would you say nine out of sixteen is better or seven out of ten? I mean, nine out of sixteen yeah. is just over nah, yep. just over fifty percent, and seven mm-hmm. out of ten is seventy percent. So. And you got and you might sneak a tenth, depending upon tournaments, or you might sneak an eighth. Right. I I think that that you know, and and getting in the tournament is not necessarily. Uh, the judge of of how good the conference is, but it's it's a it's it's one of them. Um, but yeah, I, I would be, I would believe that. I think that I think nine could get in. Look, I would rather see a ninth Big Ten team in the tournament than than a fourth or a third or fourth. You know, oh, uh, I agree with Mac that. Team. You know, I you know, about the you know what I'm saying. I mean, you, you, the mid majors you should have if somebody really has a great season and then loses in their tournament, get a couple of them in or three of them in. And I don't mind having a couple A-10 tournaments. They're A-10 teams. They're better than than a lot of these others. But, but I mean, here, there's never a more dangerous team in the NCAA tournament than a 10th seed from a Power 5 conference. They're all, I mean, they, oh, yeah, they're a 10th seed. They're not any good. Yeah, they've played the best teams in the in the country all season long. They're they're ready to to, to go against anybody. I mean, what was um, um, North Carolina's uh, ranking last year? It was eighth. Mm-hmm. They were an eighth seed. Okay, they wouldn't have made the tournament without a good showing in their in their uh, conference tournament. Okay, so they get in, but they've played ACC all year and they got hot and they were beating people. I'm just saying, uh, I, th- I don't mind going deep into these Power Five conferences when you have 60, and this these days, 68 teams make it. You might as well go deep. Skip, getting back to the Purdue Ballermakers, they've got a tremendous coach in Matt Painter. They, I want to see Purdue play an all-athletic team like Alabama or Houston team or even Kansas, because I think Wilson of Kansas is maybe one of the yeah. best players in the country. Charlie, they have. They've played. There's some good athletic teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, I'm, Al- talking, I'm talking Alabama, about the running guns. Yeah, well, the running gun of Alabama is when they fell behind Oklahoma, they didn't know what to do, and they started looking They're not used really to it. Bad. Yeah. Yeah, they started looking like, like they, that anybody could beat them, honestly. And they started making technical fouls and panicking and, you know, I mean, you got to. It's great to be running gun, but you got to have some discipline too, and got to be you know play within yourself. That that's, I think that that shows a, a bad coaching job, at least in that game by Alabama's coach. But yeah, I mean, here, I I still think that the team. I think Purdue and Kansas have both beaten 
the most what they call what some of the bracketology calls quadrant one teams. They have the most quadrant one wins, those two teams together. And um, and I think that that's a good way of saying it. Even though um, Kansas has lost a few, they're a good team, and they can and they can uh, really. I mean, they're a defending champion, and I think they're just as good as last year. Skip. So to- I, I think uh, I'm disappointed in Arkansas. Uh, I thought Arkansas would be better this year after seeing them play last year. I think Houston's pretty good, but Houston is going to suffer a little bit from Gonzaga's problem. They're way more athletic than Gonzaga normally is, but they don't play a great team or at least a really good team game in, game out. You know, they play a couple good teams. They had a decent game against Cincinnati on on Saturday. It was kind of fun to watch, but that's probably the toughest conference game they've played all year. So that that hurts them a little bit. Skip, talking about coaching, K-State last year was 14-17. and 17. They fired Bruce Weber, then they hired Jerome Tang in March of 2022. Now they're in the top 10 team, or one, in the top 10, they 18-3 and three, uh, a year later. Pretty amazing a turnaround at K-State. Well, they got a good player out of Florida that was coming in and good, and um, Jerome Tang is an outstanding, outstanding coach. I knew that he, I knew they would be good this year. He's a very good coach, and of course, that's a homer in me saying that because he came out of Baylor. But I mean, he played for Scott Drew. I mean, coached for Scott Drew for a long, long time. But he came into Manhattan, and in the very first meeting, he said, "We're going to have a rush the court win, and we're going to. You guys are going to expect to win every night." And sure enough, this late in the season, that's what's going on there. They've had. Uh, they don't. You know. We wouldn't. They wouldn't rush. They wouldn't have to rush the court now for the next big win because they're expecting it now. And uh, they're a very, very good team. Once again, they play very good defense. They have some good players that want the ball in the in the closing seconds of of the game. I mean, they're a really, really good team. And um, I think that they might. I think that they might win the the conference. I'm glad you brought that up, Matt, uh, KC, because that is, that is a great story. Mm-hmm. Because the kid they got from Florida is Johnson, who almost yes. died. He had a bad heart. Yeah. And Florida yeah. would not pass him to play basketball with them. So he went on and K-State passed him. He's a tremendous kid, Skip. He is. He is, and he's really good. And he's just one of, like, four players that are really, really good on that team that, that people uh, under everybody's radar. Switching gears just a slight bit, Skip. I read an article today because the Avalanche just beat the Blues in Colorado. I read an article that said it was from a Colorado reporter. He said that the Avalanche and the Blues aren't really a rivalry because the Blues haven't been holding up their end of the bargain for it to be considered one. Do you think that it's a rivalry? I definitely think it's a rivalry, and I definitely think that they think that. The fact that he has to write that tells you that there's a rivalry. Okay, they beat us last year. We all know how much of a garbage hit that Kadri was, and we and we had him on the ropes, and we definitely gave them the toughest series they played last year. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello. It is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. So, there, oh, there, there, there's no there's no question it's a rivalry. And their fans believe it is. And, and that's, a stupid, that's a stupid article. And the fact that he writes it and that brings up means it's a rivalry. He's, he's trash talking this, the, the team here. I mean, the last time they played in St. Louis, St. Louis won. We're, we're holding up the bet. What, what, what are we against them this year? Is it two and two? Or have they won three out of four? I don't know. I think so. I'll we, double check. We, we, we hold our own against them. Go back five years. Last five years, we've held our own against them, period. All right, Skip Weber. It's a cold week. Next two weeks are going to be cold, but I know the prices at Weber will be okay. They will be okay. And look, tomorrow's the last day of January. We've had a great January. Uh, it's been really good with stuff coming in. we still got stuff coming in. Take a look at our website. I talked about it last week, Charlie. I've talked about how our prices are coming down on the website as we have more stuff coming in. But the trade-in values are really not. So what a great deal it is is to save a little bit of money now up front but get the same high trade-in value. That's That just makes for an even better deal. So by the time uh, – well, not by Wednesday. By the time I talk to you next week, um, we'll have the new – stats out and i guarantee you we'll still be number one in the best reviews in st louis we just keep i just keep coming back to that we've got by far the best reviews and it's because we take care of people before during and after the sale and before during and after the service and uh, i think people keep finding that out and i just that's that says it more than anything because everybody can do great pricing everybody could you know get these same deals from the factory and all that but taking care of your people and making you feel special and, and and making you enjoy the experience. We're the best at it. Skip, I've been driving a non-Chevrolet as a rental car the past two weeks. I've been driving a Ford Fusion. Have I been shocked? It's, it's a tremendous automobile. And it's, I didn't, it's all-wheel drive. I got in it yesterday. didn't realize it. All-wheel drive. Yeah, get, got a ton yeah. of features on it for the price. Yeah, Fords are great too. Now Fusion, they don't make them anymore, do? Right. But we we have them used. But but we well, our Ford store is doing great. I mean, I I like a lot of the products. Some of the stuff is as good as the Chevrolet. Some of it's better. Some of it's not as good. But you know, it's not the other American brand, and they're all they're all pretty good at both at, at both in both the brands. They're all pretty good, pretty good products, and we stand behind behind them pretty well. But you've got to really know your product, and you of course you're the owner, but you got to go from the Ford store. The three Chevy stores. How do you do it? How do I do it? Yeah, I have good people at each store. I don't even right. know. I don't <laughs> even know half this stuff. I mean, that's the truth. I mean, you know, uh, people ask me questions and they want to. I say, well, "Which where do you want to go?" And then I just turn them over to the good people. You know that. That's you, right. You're, you're, you do that with you, brought up. You do that with my yeah. people too. Yeah. yeah. I don't know the stuff that I drive. I know pretty well, but I'm just saying it's. Uh, uh, my people are are the are the key to it. They're the key to the whole success of everything. Do you ever drive a Ford product as a, a demo? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I don't really do demos anymore since mm-hmm. we had this scarce, uh, right. the scarce inventory. Mm-hmm. But I was I was driving Fords too. Yeah, I actually it was fun because I had the luxury. I, I went ahead and got two demos. Okay. I had a Chevy demo and a Ford demo. Um, you know, now I have zero, but that's okay. <laughs> but I, I I just traded off of them, and I really enjoy driving them both. Okay, that's Weber Chevrolet. Two locations in Illinois. Granite City in Columbia. The Ford store, of course, is in Granite City. Folks, if you if you like Chevy, but you say, man, I may want to try Ford, go to Ford, Weber Ford in Granite City. Also, 270 in Olive, the big house. Weber Chevrolet been there for 121 years. Unbelievable. Thank you, Skip. We'll talk again on Wednesday night. All right. Thanks, Charlie. Take care. Was brought to you by Weber Chevrolet. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the big football games yesterday. I'm sure. Eric, I will say this before I go further. Two good games? That's what I'm getting ready to say. <laughs> if anyone out there picks San Francisco, you know nothing about football. Oh, come on now. Really? Zero. Really? How are you going to go into a championship game with a damn rookie? Well, How many rookies have gone to the Super Bowl? None. Thank you, man. Yeah. Oh, Zero. Please. None. 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 Oh, please. None. None. Yeah, they're four-string quarterback. None. Defense held the Eagles to 270 yards. They could have easily won that game. That game was way closer oh, than the Super Easily? Score. If now, Brock Purdy played, they could have won that game. Now, now, Are you serious? Come on. I don't know. Easily. I'm not saying well. they couldn't have won. Jalen Hurst didn't pay that. No, he didn't. he didn't. No. <laughs> if they don't have those turnovers, they have a chance. That was a snoozer. It was bad. But game two, we'll talk about yeah. that. Kansas City and Cincinnati. Woo! I love it. I love it. We'll be right back. ain't scared. You know what I mean? You know, like when the Martians landed, white folks got scared. I'm a, Golly, I'll tell you, just a big old helicopter thing came down, landed, people got all, had that fur all over their body, big old claw hands and shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Nothing can scare me after 400 years of this shit. I mean, right, the Martian ain't got a chance, boy. Warren the Martian. Better get your ass away from around here. You done landed on Mr. Gilmore's property. <laughs> if he land in New York, the take his shit from it. Give up. You got to give up the flying saucer, baby. Because I'm a macaroni. <laughs> you know what I mean? He be cruising. be cruising. Oh, yeah, it's sweet. How much is petrol? 82 million a gallon this machine. Welcome back to the Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. One of the most iconic, legendary jazz songs ever made. Mm-hmm. Probably no one in this room has ever heard this song. Joe, you ever heard this? I, I've heard it. Bumping on Sunset? Yes. Well, I don't know if I've heard it by Wes Montgomery, though. Wes Montgomery yeah. originated of it. Yeah, I don't know if I've heard it. I've heard it sampled in rap songs. I knew exactly what it was from the beginning. George Benson, I think. Yeah, George Benson does it, too. Yep. Hey, Reward Yourself Daily with Slicks Rewards app. 
which soaks the waters up. You can earn 2% back on every purchase. It's simple. Shop. Earn. Redeem. Coal is here. Mm-hmm. Folks, we, coal was just became a regular on the show. We have to be careful with coal now. He's very, very <laughs> sensitive. <laughs> oh, my What's up, God. D? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Death to the Lakers. How y'all doing tonight? Doing well, uh, sir. LeBron and, and Anthony Davis are not playing tonight. He's 117 oh. points away from breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. What you going to do hey, then? Hey, just, I ain't going to do nothing. It, it, don't, it don't impress me. Oh, my <laughs> now, now, that's one record. That impresses oh, me, that record. Would, would that you, record. Would you be saying the same thing if he was wearing Celtics green? He would never be wearing Celtics green, so no, I wouldn't. You're right about that. Yeah, because that would be disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> ugly, ugly green. Especially those uniforms they wore against the Lakers. Good God. And they stole a the game the other night. Straight from the stole a game. Stole a game. Hey, stole hey, it. Hey, Cole. Yeah. Hey, Cole. The, the uniforms might be ugly, but we're 2-0 against the purple and gold. That's good enough for me. I'll take that. All right. You're a Celtics fan? Yeah. No. Look, look at him. He looks like he's from Boston. Oh, Come on now. That's... <laughs> you got a... I got a shamrock on my head. Yeah, and I forgot that I had it. Hey, D, did you pick the 49ers yesterday? No, I didn't pick them. But, but I agree with Joe. If Burton Bert, if wouldn't have got hurt, that would have been a better game than what it was. If my aunt and was honestly, a man, she'd be my uncle, too. <laughs> honestly, honestly if, until until those two turnovers, had they not had those two turnovers, that score wouldn't have been that step far. I agree. That wasn't a good game. To me, it was not a good game. If I had been born in 1956 until the 1950, I would be white, too. So, so white. Let's get them ifs away from here. I don't care about no ifs. You Regardless of who the quarterback was, that Philly defensive line dominated that San Francisco offensive line. There's no Just question. Dominated. 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 Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it, it, the first, like, it, it, 10 it, minutes. That's, the, Johnson that's the one thing we are in agreement with. That, that number seven, I Tremendous. don't what his name was. Ooh, Hassan, he, Reddick. Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick blew the start. He man, ended that, the game. When he got hit Brock was, in the elbow, he was on it the first 10 minutes of the game. He was a one-man wrecking crew out there. Yeah, he was. The I coach must have told was. him something the night before. I want you to get him <laughs> right. Yep. right away. Mm-hmm. Beat you like stank on him. You know what? On the... <laughs> yes, yes, he sure was. Sure was. Now, uh, Joe. Yes, sir. Remember what I told y'all before the uh, Here we go. playoff, I mean, before the, the, the game, I said Kansas City's defense is better than what people giving them credit for. Their pass rush is. Oh, yeah. Chris, Chris Jones oh, came yeah. to play. Yeah, they they have, the, earned this money. They, they have they have the second highest sacks in the NFL during the regular season. Kansas City's defensive line is legit. Secondary was suspect, but they Both played those, well. But if you got Both a bad secondary, that defensive line helped them. You're right. Mm-hmm, they did. Both of them defenses showed up and showed out. And so, honestly, I got. I'm sorry. What you say? No, go ahead. So who do you keep talking? Go ahead. No, I, I have to give my respect to Joe Burrow. I have to give him respect. Oh, absolutely. I oh, don't know. He didn't have a great game. They took the cool out of him. But he, hey, hey, Joe, he didn't have a great game, but they could have won that game. They, they should have won Hold on, wait a minute, hold on. 
Well, here we go again with this woulda, coulda, if and that and ain't and that. No, he no, didn't no. win. He did not no, win. They lost the game because the special teams couldn't stop a kick return taking well, a 29 well, number one, They shouldn't oh. have kicked the ball right at him. Well, there was a clip there, on that play, though, too. There, there was also a there block were, in the back some of that play. But going, that should have been a directional punt. I agree. But they, they wanted him to yeah. take some time off the clock. And I'm not going to blame Masani. I'm not going to blame number 15. I'm not going to blame him. I am. Because I, I mean, if, it was if, a if it had been a penalty, they wouldn't. Have, we don't know if they. No, would have, I agree with you there. We don't. Was, if he had had the penalty, was, we don't know was, where they would have been. It was, oh, please. He, it was. It was clearly a please. roughing the passer. Butler's not making a sixty-yard field goal. He's not. He barely made that forty-five-yard field you. goal. Okay. He's not making a sixty. D, D, I know you're a Kansas City fan, so I'm going to take out my rage on Kansas City fans on you, and I'm sorry, but you Kansas City fans are getting very beefy. You're getting very beefy. The, the, the amount of entitlement that you guys have. And I posted something last night. You know what? That, that personal foul was the difference in the game. And they're like, oh, you're just saying that because it went against Kansas. Um, no, I'm just saying that it was the difference. I'm not saying it, it really wasn't was. a penalty. It was clearly a penalty. And that went from, like Joe said, a 60-yard field goal to a 45-yard field goal. Bucker's not making a 60-yard field goal. They're not kicking a 60-yard field goal. Well, he's not going to make it when it's 10 degrees outside. Hey, Bert, Bert. Yes, sir. You got to remember, also, we still have one more play. We didn't have to kick that. only reason they kicked that field goal was because of that penalty. We still had one more play. But Maybe. You had eight seconds. You had You had two timeouts, but you had eight seconds. They would have still tried a 60-yard so field goal. They would have still tried. We had time uh, for one, one more play. You did, but there's no guarantee you're going to make that play, though, because you're going to pass the ball. You're not going to run it. And as Bill Parcell said, there's three things. There's three things that can happen when you throw the ball. Two of them are bad. Yeah, that's that's so true. But uh, old boy number fifty-eight took the onus off of that situation. So hey, I'm 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 happy that he did. And it well, you should be a Chiefs fan. It wasn't a dirty play. No, no. he just got no. caught up in. No, I agree. It was not a dirty nah. play, but it was, it was clearly a, a penalty. Play. It was a dumb play. No, I'm, dumb, I'm, very with, dumb. I'm with his teammate. Why the hell did you hit the effing quarterback? <laughs> yeah. It's and, eight seconds left on the clock. That's the one you barely hit the quarterback, period. And he was, and he was, I mean, he, and Holmes was clearly running out of bounds. Yeah, exactly. And who cares if he gets three more yards? It takes more time that, on the clock. Yeah, exactly. Still not yeah. Go range no, no. no. It was a dumb play. Go ahead, D. That, that whole situation, like you say, Joe, that was the dumbest thing he could have done. You see Mahomes running out of bounds and you run right at him. No, you run over there and you stand and you make sure he go out of bounds. Don't touch you him. You see how quick he grabbed his knee, too? Yeah, he did. <laughs> he grabbed his yeah, knee so did. quick. That's like losing a race. Oh, I hurt. <laughs> All right, D, thanks for calling, D. Hey, hey, you guys have a good night. You too. Man. Can't wait to hear, uh, to hear what's going to be going on tomorrow. All right, thank you. Illinois basketball tomorrow. Illinois basketball tomorrow. We won't be here tomorrow. What's up, John? Hey, how you doing there? Okay. Hey, I want to talk about uh, – I got two topics. What were the ratings for those games towards the weekend for the NFL? I don't know. We're going to try to pull them up and see, Nielsen, because they can pull those ratings up I've been trying to find overnight. them all day, and I haven't can seen find anything. Them? Probably Did you go to Nielsen? Insane. Nielsen has. Them. I'm sure they are. Yeah. If it was 31 million for the Buccaneers and whatever Cal- they were, John, Cowboys, they were fantastic. Right around there. Yeah, we have to wait till the results come in. I don't count them like a like a Biden election. I have to wait and see. Okay. Well, they're going to be higher than anything <laughs> hockey. How about that? Okay. Hey, let me ask you a question. I'll yeah. go to this beating Memphis. Now. Three hockey now, games, they'll be higher than. Okay. At least. Well, I don't know about that. Well, I'll, I'll wait. Yeah, I know about till- that. Going to be higher than three hockey games. <laughs> the entire season. Uh, where we'll say, right, well, let me ask you a question now. This beating in, in, in uh, Memphis, now, th- these police probably have done, 
belong to some kind of special special unit called the Scorpion? What does that What does that entail? Well, I'm gonna tell you something. My brother used to be with a unit in St. Louis called TAC. They were all undercover guys. They would drive around in unmarked cars. They would even ride around in Laclede gas trucks and Union Electric trucks to disguise themselves. So it was an undercover unit to stop crime, carjackings, and drug sales. That's what that was. It was an undercover unit. Okay. Well, these units are, 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 are what, I mean, okay, so what, what, are they allowed to go? They're hired to hire, stop black people. That's what they're for. Uh, okay, well, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just trying to ask you a question. Were they hired just physically? Do they have more powers than a regular police of, of arresting people? No, they got they, the same they, power. I mean, you, you police, police. They just went undercover quite a bit. You didn't know who they were. They may have been. They may have been, may have been in an, uh, any type of truck. They could have been in a cake truck. Yeah, but but you're saying that they were used to mainly target certain groups of people. Yes, sir. They're in certain neighborhoods oh. of people. They're, they're in the high crime areas. Right, right. Now, this violence... In most of the high-crime areas, in most cases, are black and brown neighborhoods. Okay. Now, this beating that occurred, was it the same thing as, like, with the L.A. 1991 with Rodney King? Yeah, but worse. They didn't kill Rodney King. They murdered this man. Strictly murdered him. And not saying that Rodney King got what he deserved, but he was pulled over with the suspicion of DWI. They just pulled this guy over. I'm going to tell you how bad off the black people with police are. Rodney King got beat on international TV. I mean, just whooped to death. He got a million dollars. Yeah, only a million. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. yeah. A million and a half bucks. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'm probably sure there's not going to be the last of this happening. Uh, what, no. What, what type of things you should see uh, change, maybe? I mean, they always talk about it. When None. 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 No. None. No. How many times have we had these incidents and nothing's <laughs> changed? Right, right. There was a shooting down there off Texas of another uh, driver that was down in Dallas, Texas, a couple weeks ago. I don't know what happened. There was some alleged beating there, but I don't know what happened to that. Did you hear about that one also? No, I didn't hear about that. No, I didn't hear about that. Did it involve police? Yeah, it was police. Yeah, yeah. No, I I didn't hear about that. Um, Police have got to be on a higher alert again. Right. All right, thanks, Jason. That was a black. What's that? Yeah. But now I'm getting ready to say that a black thanks John to be black in America is scary. When Joe and I talk about when we walk out of that, this building and we see someone outside a cop car, we are afraid, and it happens quite a bit. That, that could have easily been me. Yeah, it just been you. <laughs> just living my life chilling, and they just came up and started beating me up for no reason. No one white, and I have these guys. Some of them in the morning. Well, he shouldn't have ran. Well, yeah, you should have run. They well, pepper sprayed him. You run when you're afraid. And I don't know about you. Last time I checked, running isn't a death sentence. No, right. no. not a death sentence. What's up, baby O? The cold over that quad dog. What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> got me choked up there. <laughs> hey, good. That cold, of course. We need to have cold. We're going to hear from cold. <laughs> well, you know, in fact, I, 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 want, I want cold to answer this. And I think we already know the answer. Tony, you kind of answered anyway. I'm so sick of these damn politicians jumping on this. We need to pass more legislation. And you know what? There's not a law in the world can make a, make a policeman a good person. I don't care what kind of laws you pass. It's enough laws on the book now mm-hmm. that would um, that would punish people. 
that will punish people for the crimes they do, but they don't care. This group of policemen didn't care at all. They didn't think about they didn't think about no law. They didn't think about getting in trouble. They just decided, and I don't know why they decided or how they did it. They just decided they was gonna beat this guy. And they had body cameras on and a camera yeah. in the telephone pole. Sounds like, a, sounds like a gang to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I said, like, you know, there have been rumors going around. Was I don't on social media, of course, you know, I don't repeat rumors. But all I know is we got a family that's going to bury, bury uh, their child in a couple mm-hmm. of days. What was the rumor on social media? About him having some kind of personal relationship with um, – <laughs> About the, somebody's mother or something. I, hmm. I kind of glossed over I once, once I started seeing it, I just quit reading it. Yeah. And <laughs> I might be able to pull it up and send it to Joe. But no. regardless of what, I, all I know is they say this thing, like this incident may have been personal with one of the officers. Well, you wonder, way, you no one wonder deserves something happened. Not like that. No wonder what happened. Why did they stop him? Why did they beat him and handcuff him? Then, you yeah. know. Got taser. No record, then they tried no to. Warrants. Did you see the video where they were ra- unwrapping the taser? I have watched one <laughs> side. I can't watch it. I can't watch it. I, I saw I about five. I don't need to see it. That's it. It is. I tell I you what. I mentioned I wouldn't watch it. I watched it Friday night before I went out. Swear on the Bible. I know you were mad. I wasn't. I didn't even want to go out after I watched it. it yeah, I don't know why you did that. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. You know, so I, Unreal. I credit. You know, I criticize people on first take a lot. For some of the antics they do, but I watched Molly Caram this morning, and she was literally crying. Mm-hmm. She was, and, yeah. And I think, and I think that I think genuine. that was genuine. It was. Yeah, it was genuine. It was genuine. And she and she mentioned she said, "Look, I'm not black, so I can't really speak on what's going on. But you could just hear the the carrying in the front and the frustration of her voice. And and I and I called my girlfriend up. I said, "You know something? I said we got millions of black people cry like that every day." All right, you know, thanks, baby. This incident, hap- yeah. this incident happened to get caught on camera, but believe me, this happens a lot. And it happened, and this is not the first time black police officers have abused a citizen. No, I've had them do it to me. I got a story we, to tell. We, that's really? right. We need, right. We, need to, we need to get that out there. You know, I'll, I'll, you know the, I'll say the majority of police are good, but there are some bad ones out there. And the problem is, the problem is, there are some good ones on the force who know about the bad ones, but they aren't going to say anything. All right, so thanks. I think this this is something that happened, and I think it's going to happen again, unfortunately. And I'll be glad uh-huh. to hear what Scott Rosenblum has, has to say about this situation. All right, Take thanks very much. Standpoint. I always Take hear care. people say, you still here with us? Cole? Yeah, I'm right here. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Baby O. I'm like, Dude, I'm like the... I kind of was still a little confused. You, you often hear people say, I think 80% of the cops are good cops. Okay. Well, first of all, how can you say that? Yeah, I don't know how you justify it. I don't know how you quantify that. I think (laughs) if a cop is put in a different situation, he can become sour, too. Absolutely. He can become become like that. And I certainly know. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The cops are afraid of black males. Why? They are hard. You mean you like gonna go to work every die. day? Like huh? we just want to die? Yeah, I don't understand that I don't at get all. It. You the, you have job. you the one with the gun and all the weapons. Like <laughs> I'm not trying to die today. I don't understand Man. it. That's you shouldn't be fearing me. That's what I was about to ask you. Is do you think that the job does these to these particular individuals, or do you think that they I enter think, the force already? I think, it's, I think it's a bit of both. It's power. It's what. the power of the badge and the gun. You think you're above the law? There is a lot of that too. And these people didn't get no women. And got bullied in high school. That's, That's right. exactly what it is. That's right. This, that badge makes them superstar. Let me tell you something. If you talk to ex-cops, they've got they, they don't think like you do. They don't. They don't think mm-hmm. like we mm-hmm. do. Not at, at all. all. They're it's, always it's kind of, checking out something. It's kind of yeah. Exa- they're kind of one of those things where like if you're a hammer, the whole world looks like a nail. Yeah. It, it's one of those things. And we were talking about like how they, they have this, they think they're above everything. Short fuse. When I first got into lending, there was this kind of like an unspoken rule. There were there are three Ps that you don't lend to. One is preachers, one is policemen, and I forgot what the other P is. And the reason why is because they think that they're better than you and they don't have to listen to you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick time out before we come back with Scott Roseborn. We brought to you by Auto Centers of Herculaneum, Missouri. Is this Denise Williams? Yes, sir. This is an old, you remember this song, don't mm-hmm. you? Old, slow song. I'm trying to get Cole, this new girlfriend, so he can slow dance with all. <laughs> hey, I'm, we'll just, right I'm just waiting for those dating shows in February. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> get you a cougar. Yeah. <laughs> you need an older woman, Cole, to teach. That's what happened to me when I was young. I got me a cougar. Really? Oh, I'm not kidding. Uh, I, I got some a cougar. Things. I'm open to it. Ow. Uh, especially now that I'm in radio. <laughs>
Welcome back to The Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. We're also brought to you by Victory Men's Health. Men, if you're suffering from low T, losing your hair, no sex drive, you can't perform in the bed or in the sack, whatever you want to call it. If you ain't performing, you need to take this number, 314-833-9000, because it can bring about dementia. Yes, it can. And you men start suffering from low T, low T at age 35 to 40. I mean, you think you're mighty Joe Young now. You better go to Victor Men's Health. They'll do a full blood screening on you. Check it out. I go every week. I'm serious. I go. I'm not going to lie. Hell, as young as I am, I may need help one day. (laughs) (laughs) Any love. We're going to talk to Scott Rosenblum about the Tyree Nichols situation. And I'm going to tell you a lot about Scott when when I bring him on. But this guy has seen some cases, and I've been to some of his trials. They are like watching a TV show. That's what I've heard. It is unbelievable. If you get a chance to go to a trial, it is unbelievable. It's like watching Perry Mason. Oh, man. My God. He's like, he's in trial. When he's in trial, he don't talk to anybody that week. Mm -hmm. I've I've heard some attorneys say, not all of them, but some attorneys say that when they're getting their pre-law degree, they'll take an acting class or two. Mm. Yeah. I don't know about him. All right, we'll take a time out. We'll take a top of the hour time out. We're also brought to you by the Country Club Bar and Grill. You know, I usually go out every night, but I'm going to stop going out. I'm trying to, for the new year, I'm going to change for the next month. We'll be right back. Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. This portion of the Charlie Tuna Show is brought to you by Worldwide Technology. I'm going to go to my guest line now. This young man, he's uh, been an attorney for many, many, many moons. He became a friend of mine over 30 years ago, one of the top criminal attorneys in, in, in the country. He's always been up front with me, very, very candid, and when something goes wrong, I know who to call. My dear friend, Scott Rosenblum, how you doing? How you doing, Tuna? But, you know, I'm still younger than you now. Well, you said you, 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 you had sort of a uh, – you called me this young man who's been practicing law forever. That's sort of a non sequitur. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot not to talk around He you. is an attorney. <laughs> he pays attention he to pays the details. He pays attention to the details. Scott, in, a, in another – there's several things that happened in this Tyree Nichols claim case we understand today they fired three well first of all let me let you start it out what was your take did you get a chance to see the tapes yeah i mean i saw as much as i wanted to it was pretty disgusting tell us about what your thoughts are after you saw the tapes i mean my initial thought was uh, i mean these people have to have their head up their ass i mean everything's taped these days i mean all you have to do is look at the news and between uh, cell phones and they have citywide tapes on street corners and ring cameras. I mean, I, I don't know why anybody would just lose themselves to that degree. 
and and have no control to beat this uh, poor young man to death. It makes no sense to me. For what? Hey, does this make we we keep hearing the media now? Scott says, "Well, this makes all black people look bad." Do you disagree with that? I don't. I don't think it's a black white issue per se. I think it's a law enforcement citizen issue, mm-hmm. and it's a training issue. I'm not sure training you can ever train people to be, uh, uh, you know, not a psychopath. But <laughs> I mean, I think training would help. But, you know, I don't know. How does that make all black people look bad? Because this time, instead of white cops, it was black cops. I don't I don't follow that. I don't buy that. By the way, joining us here are Matt and Cole. Scott, uh, what kind of defense strategy, if any, do you think the defendants have in this case when they're on trial? Well, I think the defense would have to be parsing your, parsing your actions away from other actions. There were two scenes. I think that the first thing you would want to do is establish that your officer, your client, wasn't at the second scene, which was the scene of the most brutal beating when the kid ran away. Um, I mean, that would help some, mm-hmm. depending on how they charge the case. Um, so I would expect to think the next thing, you know, and then you're just going to have to parse the tape and see what role everybody had. I mean, obviously, uh, you need to look at get the pathology report and see what the actual cause of death, the manner of death is going to be a homicide. A homicide just means a death at the hands of another. And then you have to look at what the cause of death was. I would be expecting that it's going to be some sort of traumatic um, blunt blow to his head would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Probably from the guy that was standing over him kicking him or smashing his head. So... You know, I guess the defense would be to sort of separate yourself as much as you can from the from the group, um, from the mob, so to speak, the mob of officers, and and try to establish yourself as some sort of voice of reason. But you know, without knowing more about the facts, it'd be hard to say. It becomes more difficult if they charge him with a federal civil rights violation, which mm-hmm. I'm I'm certain they will. That'll be coming soon. And when they do that, then the language in the instruction is pretty inclusive. I mean, basically, um, if you were or should have known or had awareness of that conduct that was going on and you basically participated in any fashion, you can go down on that. Scott, this is Cole here. It was obviously a lengthy beating. It wasn't some split-second snap decision. They had plenty of opportunities to relent, and they did not. How do you think that affects what their sentencing is going to look like? I think they're going to get crushed at sentencing. Mm. Whether they're convicted or they plea. I mean, maybe not if they plea. They could probably work out something depending on their involvement. But, I mean, it's got bad optics. I mean, it's just bad. There's, you know, the guy's unarmed. He was at a traffic stop. There's nothing in his background. And then to make it worse, it sounds like they were all standing around trying to come up with some sort of bullshit defense about whether or not he had a gun, which is, you know, plays right into um, the worst mm-hmm. thing that you can think about law enforcement. I mean, I've defended a lot of these cases. I just defended a case recently. Not every police officer gets involved in the situation is bad or, or, or should be charged with a crime. There's a, there's a number of them that get charged and they probably shouldn't have. These guys, in my opinion, um, without, now I never form an opinion without hearing everything, but just from looking at the Looking at the video doesn't look good. It's like looking at 
the George Floyd video mm-hmm. and saying, okay, that's not a problem. Well, then you're insane. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. My guest tonight, of course, is attorney Scott Rosenblum. Scott, here's a question for you. Would you ever take on a case like that to defend those five cops? Oh, I don't know, Charlie. I mean, when I got into criminal defense, I always said that, you know, I, I defend facts. I don't defend people. And it's very rare that I turn down a case because of public perception or media. I've, I've defended some of the, you know, I guess most volatile cases that's ever been in the city. Typically, my rule is I don't defend somebody if I don't if it doesn't fit for me at the time. I mean, there was a case years ago that would have been uh, at the time one of the, uh, my biggest fee cases, and my triplets were four years old. The boys were, and this businessman was accused of burning his kid in a boiling pot to the point where his testicles glued onto his leg because he was trying to get back at his wife who they were divorcing, and I just couldn't do it. It just didn't feel right for me at that time in my life, but. I mean, I would never say never. I mean, I, I've defended police officers. Scott, what, what do you, you think? Do? I mean, if, oh, you, if, you, if you're a defense lawyer and you start getting to the point where, okay, this case, is, I'm not going to defend it. Why? Well, I mean, it just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, you know, I wouldn't defend Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> or Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump, I don't know about Donald. I, I would defend Donald. I just have to get paid up front. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great point. That's a good way to put it. Uh, Scott, I, I know you. We, we talked about earlier about what a solution to this might be. Is it training? Do you think maybe requiring, because a lot of times people can go right from high school right into the police academy. Do you think maybe having more education, like they have to have at least a two-year degree before they can join the police academy, you think maybe something like that could possibly help? You know, you've been preaching to the choir. I mean, I've been saying that for as long as I can remember. I've mm-hmm. always said that that they ought to pay police officers more money. Yeah. But to obtain that job, they have to almost like, well, like the FBI, get a college degree um, and go through more rigorous training and pay them more to mm-hmm. make it a more, um, a, a, you know, a more a job that more people want. Right now, you know, a lot of the police officers are people that get out of the military service. They have nothing else to do. And, you know, they just glom on to police work because it's easy for them. I mean, it's something that would suit their personalities. And they get amped up and it's all the macho shit. But, you know, that's not the way all police officers are. Yeah, it needs training, but you have to make it a a more sought-after job, just like teachers. Mm -hmm. Pay them a lot of money. Pay them like the FBI, and you'll get better quality people um, going into that position. You don't typically—I mean, look, the FBI has its share of corruption, 
But when was the last time you saw six FBI agents standing around at an unarmed uh, defendant, a good point. an unarmed suspect, beating the shit out of them? That's a good point. Scott, it, it doesn't happen. Scott, why? I know it goes down in history, and no one knows the answer. Maybe you would. Why do black people, black males, have this type of resentment with police officers? Is it drugs, crime, murder? What is it? Well, I mean, all you have to do is go through a jury selection process in the city, which I've been doing for 40 years. So police officers in a lot of neighborhoods, especially, you know, like historically white neighborhoods, are, you know, like Barney Fife. They're the guy that rolls into the neighborhood and helps get the cat out of the tree, and they're forever loved by the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, stops off and pats the head of the little girl selling lemonade. Well, those are those life experiences Um, in in minority neighborhoods and in, in a lot of black neighborhoods from the time they grow up that from the time their first involvement with police is seeing people in the neighborhood with their heads smashed down on the ground or handcuffed or, or having their houses kicked in. Oftentimes it's maybe rightfully so, but a lot of times, you know, they're, they're putting cases on people and that's passed down generally generationally. So they don't trust the police. It's not the good neighborhood police officer. It's a person that you see him, you get the F away from him because you don't want a case. You don't want him walking up and throwing a bag of cocaine at your, on your ankles and locking you up. Scott, do you think so, maybe the do you think maybe the answer to that is to have the cops be back on the beat and, and out of the car? Uh, no, I mean when they were on the beat, it wasn't any better. I mean, yeah, a, I mean it's you know, I mean it helps to the extent that maybe they get to know the neighborhood people more. Uh, um, but you know, it's it's just through their experiences. I mean, their experiences with law enforcement are not good. Mm -hmm. And not only their own personal experiences, but their personal observations. You know, when you go outside every day and you're walking to school and you're seeing the neighborhood kids or neighborhood guys or gang people, you know, laying down face first, screaming, you know, that he's putting a case on me, whether he's not, whether he is or not, or whether, you know, you come home at night and all of a sudden 12 cops bust in your door looking for somebody. I mean, that's not a way to live. From watching the video, Scott, this looked like it, it could have been a personal issues between these guys. And if that were the case, how would their case be handled differently? And how would their consequence, consequences possibly be different if they were to have, what do you mean? If they were to have beaten him up off-duty opposed to beating him up in uniform? Well, I mean... If they beat them up off duty, they weren't necessarily acting under color of law, so it could change whether they got they got charged with civil rights. And it would just be like if Tuna went and beat somebody to death, they would be charged as a as a regular citizen. They would also lose potentially, um, you know, some defenses. Um, but um, I, I mean, I don't. It didn't appear any of them were off duty. I don't. Is that I mean, they were I not off that. duty. So, you know, the other problem that they have is when you talk about this training issue, I mean, if you listen to the tape, n- no human being on earth could have followed those directives. Mm-hmm. I mean, it made no sense. One guy's running, you know, yelling one thing, the other guy's yelling something else. They're saying, show me your hands when they're holding his hands. They're saying, change your position when they're on top of them. I mean, they're they're conflicting, they're contradictory, and they're nonsensical. Scott, they suspended two more policemen today 
and three uh, EMT firefighters firefighters mm-hmm. today. Because if you notice on the video, the firefighters actually did nothing for the first five minutes. Right. Well, I, I didn't notice that. But what when when he at the when he showed up for for medical intervention? Yes. yes. So they didn't act. No, they 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 set him up against the car, fell back down, kept sitting him up for the car, walked away. Matter of fact, they got one on on tape starting to smoke a cigarette. They for five minutes they didn't help the man. Yeah, well, they should be suspended. You wouldn't want them. Uh, hey, wait, no man. You no. Yeah, you wouldn't want them help, coming out to help you. It's one thing that puzzles me, and we'll bring up race in this. They came came down with charges within twenty four hours. When there was, if that had been four or five white cops, how come it takes longer to come down with charges? It, so I'm going to disagree with you on that. Okay. Uh, and I think history has made it so. History and the out and the um, the reaction to these beatings. They had to do something, and they had to do it quick. It was like watching a simmering pot that was about to explode. So, if you if you just leave it so that there's no information being disseminated, and you leave everything to guess, and you leave everything to whether or not anything's going to happen. Well, yeah, then people are going to take to the streets, and you may see the destruction. They acted to to avoid some of these riots that we've seen in the past and all the destruction that comes with it. I think it would have been the same whether they were white cops or black cops. I think if they had their, I think if they had their preference, um, the prosecutors of the U.S. attorneys, but so far it's just the state prosecutors, they would have taken their time and. Because a lot of times you want to get your ducks in order before you have to present to a grand jury or preliminary hearing, however they're going to present. I mean, they, you know, that's why you're going to see more people get charged potentially as time goes on. The more information that they develop, you may see a lot of changing or superseding of the indictments because they gather information. Um, so they had to they, they did it in a hurried fashion, but they had to they had to to prevent what was going to happen. I think they knew what was going to happen. So do you think that set a precedence for other cities if something like this should happen in their in their area, in their jurisdiction, that you're going to see more of these speedy indictments? Well, sure. But, I mean, I think it's case to case. Sure. I think, you know, like, I think, you know, uh, in the George Floyd situation, hopefully we don't see it. But, you yeah. know, when it's sitting on video and, and everybody can look at the video and has have, they come away with a visceral reaction of being sick to your stomach that, that human beings, whether they're law enforcement or not, could administer a beating on another human being like that for literally no reason. Yeah, of course, I think that's the precedent. Make, take action and take it quickly. You know, then on the other hand, you'll see cases like, I forget where it was, maybe Minnesota, where the, the kid may or may not have had a knife. And at first blush, it looked bad. He looked like he opened the door and shot him. But when they really started parsing through it, 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 uh, it appeared more defensible, put mm-hmm. it that way. Scott, you said that you would be case, case, case to case. Sure. Scott, you said that you would like to see changes in the training process for police officers, but are you optimistic that those changes are going to take place either nationwide or just locally within the Memphis police force or not so much? You know, I think it's like everything else, a case like this, and there'll be an outcry and there'll be, 
you know, they disbanded the whatever it was, the Scorpion uh, gang, just like in Baltimore when they disbanded that high crime gang where a bunch of the cops went to jail for putting cases on people and killing people. I think you'll have immediate reaction like that, but that's not a long-term fix. I mean, a long-term fix would be, you know, pay police officers, you know, whatever, 120, $125,000, $150,000 a year, but make them have to go through all the machinations to, to gain that job. Mm. And, and that's a job that would be a desired job and that they would um, acquire, I think, different quality people by and large, not that all police officers aren't qualified. There's plenty of great cops, but, you know, there's also plenty of cops that have come gone through the ranks with uh, starting out at making $10 an hour in a municipality and bounce around from one municipality to the next. So, Scott, this is usually a time of the year, or not time of the year, but when something like this happens, this is when you start to hear from the uh, defund the police crowd. If you want to pay the cops more, I'm assuming you're against that philosophy of defunding them. I think that's a ridiculous philosophy. I mean, first of all, it's the worst. It's it's a typical, look, I'm sort of a libertarian, if anything, or non-party affiliated, Mm -hmm. but I think both parties suck. But um, (laughs) the... uh, you know, whoever named defund the police, I mean, you couldn't have come up with a worse name. I agree. Uh, I don't I don't think that that's exactly what they mean. But in any event, it makes no sense. I mean, it worked great. in where was it in Seattle? It was a stunning. It was a stunning <laughs> success where where that four block region turned into literally like, uh, you know, like uh, Vietnam, like, you know, the Mekong Delta or something. I mean, come on stupid i don't want to defund them i want to make them i want to make it a go-to job of responsible intelligent controlled human beings scott this is somewhat of an awkward question i would say will this ever stop no Mm -hmm. it's sad i mean i don't think it will either (laughs) never no no all right scott thanks for coming on next time matter of fact next time whenever a case comes on we're going to have you in the studio. I know you can do that, can't you? Do I have to wear those headphones and mess up my hair? No, <laughs> no, no, no. no, I got some. I got some. Some. Uh, we get some earplugs ear for you. Yeah, we get some earbuds and just go right, right in your ear. Okay. We got to go back to do it. At, we ought to go to do it at Napoli again. That was fun. Yeah, we're going. Matter of fact, that's good. a great idea. I talked to Tony today. We may do that. Okay. All right. All, All right, man. Talk. Take care. Thank you very much. See Thanks, Scott. Criminal attorney Scott Rosenblum. One of the best in the country. Napoli C would be nice. Yeah, we had a Harry great. Ball I gotta, Napoli, I'm, right? I'm down with that. Yeah, I got to run the board. Yeah. Oh yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you get Seth to do it. Yeah, and then we all can. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. One, of the, one of the great people I know in this world and country, a true friend, has been a friend of mine for many years. Thank God I don't need him for anything. I need Stop him for one thing. Years ago. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Scott Free Rosenblum. We'll take a time out. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Ameren, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Also, we're presiding here with Cafe Nappy 1, 2, and 3. As Scott Rosenblum said, we did a live show there a couple years ago. I think we need to go there because one thing that's going to happen when we get there, we're going to eat good. <laughs> oh, fact, yeah, rub I'm, it in. Matter of fact, I'm going to do that. I'm going to, uh, matter of fact, as we speak. We can bring you some leftovers, Cole. As uh, we speak. You coming back to the station afterwards? It, I'm sure someone will bring the, bring the equipment back. The next morning. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, make sure you refrigerate my leftovers, please, Joe. We're going to do, uh, matter of fact, I'm going to book it right now. We're going to do a live show. I'm going to book it as we, you guys keep talking about booking right now. All right. Oh, I like hearing online. that. Wow. I just wrote Cole's name down. It's Valdez online. Go ahead, Valdez. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, fellas. Um, I was listening to your conversation tonight, and I have to say, uh, to Cole's question, I think those police officers were that way. They're just psychopaths, like Scott Scott said. They're just psychopaths, man. They they came in that way. I don't think the police uh, deal changed them at all. I think they were that way from the I agree. Street. I agree. And I think that's why they got selected. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, mm, that's an yeah, interesting thought. Yeah, because you have... Because if you have any, yeah, because if you have any type of humanity, uh, you wouldn't have done that. You wouldn't have participated. You would have done something to get that kid help. Yeah. One hundred and fifty. I say I'm old, and I know he's almost thirty, so that's why I say kid. But man, he was one hundred and fifty pounds. You had him handcuffed. There's just Real no time. excuse for that. That's like that's like you yeah, beat me up, seriously. Yeah. Well, what was the name of that poor kid in uh, in Colorado? The the kid who was like autistic hey, and hey, played yeah. the violin. And mm-hmm. they kid, really, you're yeah. scared to death of this guy? I mean, yeah. come on. And uh, what you said, Valdez, it made me think of that line in The Departed. Have you seen The Departed? Yes, I did. Okay, yeah. well, when uh, yeah, DiCaprio that, was talking, yeah, yeah, and DiCaprio mm-hmm. is talking to the shrink. And he asked her, do you see a lot of cops? And she goes, yeah, you know, sometimes, if, you know, if they have to use their weapons. And he goes, some of them sign up to use their weapons. And I think that's what it is. You get a lot of people who sign up, and they can't wait to shoot or beat or somebody. Yeah. Uh-huh. They just right. can't wait to do it. That's it. You know, it's about I can do this legally yes. and get away with Yes. It. You know, you're going to pay me to do legalized violence upon a population it really has no recourse against me. It was, you know, so that—that's—that's that's how I see it. It was said as yeah. it was said. It was said as a funny line in the Naked Gun, and yeah. it got a laugh because it's the Naked Gun. And Leslie Nielsen's retiring, and he goes, "Just think, the next time I shoot somebody, I could get arrested." Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, he said it. It's supposed to be as a laugh, but there's a lot of them that think it's that way. Serious. Right. It's a lot of seriousness behind you know that joke, and. I don't know if you all saw, we had this, uh, one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter, her cousin, Kenan Anderson, he died after being in uh, police, well, he was tased by the police. Now, he's, now he's a teacher, right, and I don't know what happened. I'm still trying to get some kind of clarification from that. It's really not a lot of noise uh, coming from it, from the police. But uh, it, in any case, he was tased, right, for like 30 seconds. The police had him on the ground. You had two people holding him, right? He was cuffed, had cuffs behind his back. He was, they, he was, he was in control. But then this other police officer, I guess he got angry, came up with a taser, 
and he laid it on him for about what thirty seconds nonstop. All that electricity, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he passed away uh, not long after that. And so now the family's suing for fifty million dollars, but I'm still trying to find out what happened to those police officers because it, to me, that's excessive. Yeah. Especially if you got handcuffs on them, you got you, you got three people on top of them, two three people on top of them. He's not going any place, and you feel the need to tase him. But anyway, fellas, hey, I'm enjoying the conversation. Y'all have a great night. Thanks, all that. Appreciate about this. Hello, Nicole. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Okay, we're not gonna keep this guest on too long. <laughs> this is Joe's mom. Oh, get out of town. I didn't say anything wrong. Do you listen to Cover 2 on this Fridays? Is, this is Mama Davis. I do. I, I do. I like you, Cole. I like you. Thank you very um, much, Mrs. Davis. <laughs> so I've been listening to this conversation, and I may have a little d- different perspective. I have three black men, three black boys. Yesterday when they left the house, my whole soul felt empty because I just didn't know if they were going to make it home, if they were going to be the new hashtag, you know, Mm -hmm. am I going to be sitting on the view crying that, you know, Joseph got pulled over and he didn't make it home. This is something that, I mean, it, it puts a hole in my soul that I just can't bear. I I, I did not watch the video because I can't even imagine Mm -hmm. what the mother is going through. And, you know, I don't even go to sleep until Joseph leaves the station and I know he's home because, you know, he's in Kirkwood. You know, he's a black guy in Kirkwood and then he's driving to Lake St. Louis. He's a black guy in an all-white neighborhood. I don't know if my babies are going to come home. Mm-hmm. Wow. Has, have, you, have you always had that fear or has that, that fear kind of intensified over the past, like, you know, 10 years? It has intensified. This mm-hmm. has always been a conversation for any black family, with sure. any, especially black men in the family. Mm-hmm. This has always been a conversation. And my boys live in a predominantly white neighborhood, went to predominantly white schools. So it was always talked about. What do you do and what do you say? And, you know, um, fortunately we have not had many incidents. We've had some. Um, but, I mean, it, it just scares me. To, that you can't even go anywhere. Right. You know, I don't want to be another hashtag. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be calling on Scott Free. Like, we've had this conversation. We have these conversations. Joseph's like, hire Scott. Yeah, like, I said, <laughs> so my mom was like, she said, I'm going to hire Benjamin Crump. I said, you better no. hire Scott Free. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and I understand I Benjamin mean, Crump, too. I can understand the situation. You need both. Yeah. I understand. I would like to see Benjamin Crump and the Scott Rosenblum together. Mrs. Davis. As old as I am, and when my mother was with us, she was always worried about me. And that was years and years ago. So it really hasn't changed. You know what makes it change now? It's on video now. Mm-hmm. And when I grew up, there was no video at all. Yeah. And every black household has always known this has happened. We didn't need a video. We know the story. You know, Emmett Till's mother made it public. And we're still going through this. Mm-hmm. And that was what that was before I was born. That was nineteen fifty-five or something, mm-hmm. um, you know. And we're still dealing with this, and I just can't rest because you know I just don't know. And my boys have to call me at all times. You said that you have to have the conversation with black kids, but predominantly male black kids. Why do you think males are uh, more under the microscope with this? 
because it has always been a culture. It's a part of history. Mm-hmm. The police have killed black men for since for years and years and years. This is nothing new. They, you know, uh, killing black women is is something relatively new or what we recently been heard about you know i you know i don't worry about the police pulling my daughter over as much at pretty much really at all versus my boys i worry about her for other things um but you know it, it just it, i just don't know if it, and that's true i just don't know if they're going to make it home it's mm-hmm. a policing issue it's a policing issue and i agree with scott with what he said they need to get paid more they need to have more education mm-hmm. but i do believe they do need to defund the police and it needs to be defined what defunding means mm-hmm. some of these police departments have millions of dollars in their budget mm-hmm. That's right. take some of that money for education for whatever you know explain what defunding means sure. it doesn't mean Absolutely. taking the money from the police officers the way you don't have police right. officers on the street That's the ferguson police Police don't need. They don't need enough money to have a tank. No. And unfortunately, the defund the police. That cake has been baked. Oh, you yeah. say, you say it's like def- Obamacare. It's yeah, a wrap now. Y- exactly. You say defund the police to people. Most people think that means you're going to do away with the police department. Exactly. Exactly. It just did not. It was just not a great time. It was not. Mrs. Davis, I, I hate to yeah. tell you this, but every night when Joe and I leave out of the parking lot. If there's a police car outside, we're both afraid. I'm serious. I know. We're afraid. We're, mm-hmm. we're afraid. And and I'm old. It doesn't matter how old you are, or whatever. But I'm black. Mm-hmm. So I got that stigma. Yeah. yeah. But thank Yo, you for calling us. I'm glad you still listen to the show. I do. I listen to you guys. You Appreciate kill. it. Thank you yeah. for keeping Joe in line, because sometimes <laughs> he, he, he's his loyalty yeah. go to Frank Cusimano. Yeah, he, he's a little drunk yeah. with power Keep here. him in line. <laughs> he recycles music. Just let me know. I'll get them together. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for calling, Mrs. That's, Davis. That's all he wanted to Nicole hear. Davis. That's the mother of Joe mm. Davis. She's the bread and butter, the brains behind everything. Of course, your father is, too. But she's the, when she Joe started... started Joe said they listen all the time. They still do. Oh, yeah, they still listen. Absolutely, yeah. And she heard Scott. I'm glad. See, folks, I'm glad we're the only show on this radio session that yes, nothing okay. against. I'm the only black guy. that will, But a lot of black people won't talk about the subject either. You're right. And <laughs> I'm sure you probably saw your guys' favorite uh uh, black member of the media, Jason Whitlock, was on. He was on Tucker Carlson. And, what did he say? Oh, he, he, he basically blames. Uh, single uh, single mother families. That uh, what? Yeah, this it's the fault of single mother families mm-hmm. that. Uh, well, it's not the mother's fault. That that's how it came across. I can tell you as somebody who listens to him, that's not minute. what he meant. Hold on a minute. Can we? Okay, well here's the thing. Photos, you know, Jason Whitlock that. needs to keep his mouth mm-hmm. shut about that because guess how many kids Jason Whitlock has? Exactly. Zero. None. What? So you know what? He could take his new bought hair. And shut the bleep uh, up. There's plenty of single white women out there with kids, too. He's been exactly. bought and paid. What, first of all, where do you think Section 8 and all this help came from mothers from? White mothers, not black mothers. That's mm-hmm. where it started from, Section 8. So, Jason, see, that's always we, that's it's the problem. Always we got, it's always one. It's always one. I'll tell and you what. It's always and, one and, black and, man. And Willock's made, a, he's, he's made himself a lot of money. Doing that, Doing absolutely. You know, see, he switched, folks. He used Ten to not years be like ago, that. he wasn't like this at, at all. all. No, in Kansas no. City, he grew up in Kansas City. He shouldn't be like that. It's crazy.
But is it Indianapolis? Yeah, he 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 he, he, he wrote for the he star. wrote for Kansas City for a long years time. Years ago, years ago, one night, and I had to literally take him off the air. <laughs> I admit him one week, Michael Wilborn on the next week. Michael was almost like that, but he wasn't. But Jason Whitlock, well, I said, wait, wait, yeah. wait a minute. What the hell? I'll tell you what he meant, because what he criticized was, as he calls it, baby mama culture, and that was interpreted as him attacking black moms. But what he, and I can, I can say this because I listen to him a lot, he's attacking black dads for not being in the family. He's very big on black male leadership. Well, I can, see, I can deal with that, but it's the way you say it. Don't blame it on a black mom. He he. I I. The moms would prefer if that dad was. I don't. Th- I don't think he was trying to. That's one hundred percent how it came across. But I. I well, he knew what he was doing. He, he knew exactly what he, he, knew he was doing. Okay, but, he he when, but when it comes to families and you don't have one, it'd be like me. It'd be like me trying to give someone parenting advice when yeah. I don't have any kids. <laughs> You know, hey, or, or, or doesn't all, stop me. My, if, my if, the four, if the four of us sat around talking about abortion, we gonna get you real quick. My daughters grew up single family home when they got older, teenagers. Yeah. But I talk to to this day my kids every day. See, that's where the father he may be right. That's where the father is low life and wrong. But don't blame it on the mom because she can't help it. No, she's working too. Wouldn't it be no male black leaders ever going for a black woman? Black woman, black woman is one of the strongest people beings in the world. Without uh, question. Go ahead, uh, D. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Did you, did you hear Scott Rosenblum? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jason Whitlock is the biggest ass-kissing clown that I've ever heard in my life. Man, that guy, I, 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 Cole, I hate that you even listen to him, man. You, 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 that, that's wasted you time. Listen, listen, you always listen to the enemy. That's why I listen to Fox News. You always listen to yeah. him. Raging Against the Machine said yeah, it best, know your enemy. Yeah. That, yeah, that's true. But when a coon like that pop up, man, I just have to turn because it upsets me so much. We got some but, coons man, in St. Louis too. <laughs> oh man, we, we got, got some, some coons in St. Louis. Place. I'm gonna send them a can of Murray's <laughs> grease. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put. You ever seen Murray's grease? You put it in your hair and it. I'm gonna send. I know one guy right now. I'm gonna send a can of Murray's. He doesn't have any hair. He doesn't need it. Murray, Murray, grease. Murray's grease is the original wave maker. Wave maker. That stuff lay down on your head. Like, like, I'm going to go buy me a can like, of Murray's right. grease tomorrow. They're probably so still they making it. Oh, I'm sure they do. They still make Brill cream. Yeah. Okay. Do, yeah. <laughs> but, All right, D, we got to run. Thank you, sir. All right, hey, you guys have a good one. Thanks, thank D. You. That's the Lakers. So, folks, we'd like to say thank you for listening to the show tonight. Hey, you can, you this can show, get, it, this, get it at Walmart. I used to say this show wasn't for everybody, but we are for everybody. Oh, absolutely. We're going to learn something. You learned something. We learned something from talking to Scott Rosenblum tonight. What did he say? He had a case when he first had his twins. Well, guy, what did he say with the baby in his boiled the baby, boiled the baby, boiled the baby. Yeah, so his uh, testicles stuck to, stuck to his leg. Oh God! Oh my God! Yeah, I would, I would have had to turn. He that said, he said "Yeah, I think I would have been like, no. yeah, that's what you, yeah, that's what he said." He said it was to get back at his wife because he was fighting with his wife. A lot yeah, of times, they, a lot of yeah. times that happens. That's insane. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, you go through hell. The all right, folks, thank you very much for joining. There will be no show tomorrow night. Might as well tell you, won't be one next Thursday, Tuesday either. Mm-hmm. Illinois basketball, Illinois trying to make the uh, tournament, which they will. We'll see you on Wednesday night with Howard Bolt. Can you see?
the twilight land. 